Hello, magic makers, and welcome back to the Metaphysical Apothecary. We are your hosts, Shannon and Megan. Hi, everyone. Also known as the Scorpio Sisters, here to explore the mysterious, the magical, and the arcane. Happy New Year, everyone, for our very first podcast of the year. We thought we would talk about looking at the numerological tarot year. Tarot is an incredible tool. It's very versatile. Most of us are at least amateur tarot readers. Some of us are professional tarot readers, but all of us have studied the symbolism or at least have a deck gathering dust in a drawer somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) So most people are familiar with the typical three-card tarot reading. You can also do more complex readings, but when it comes to combining tarot and numerology, the process is simple, but then you can really dive into these complex meanings and it can actually give you a roadmap for the year ahead. So in this episode, we're going to cover the global year, how to calculate your personal year. We've already covered how to calculate through your birthday in another podcast. So starting out with the global forecast for tarot, 2024 has its own energy for the full year. 2023 had its own energy for the full year and you get that tarot card by adding the digits of the year. So it's two plus two plus three, which is seven. That gives you one card. To get your other card, you look at which cards in the major arcana add up to the numeral seven and that's one six. Last year was a tower and chariot year. So the reason why you're looking for two cards and not just going with the one digit add up like in normal numerology non-tarot numerology is that the first number you come across that seven for 2003 is the overarching energy of the year it is the overt energy the prominent energy that can be seen felt and understood without really having to do too many deep dives into why things are happening the way they are happening it's just the energy that's coming straight at you and the second card is actually like a undercurrent of energy there is a shadow energy that's happening with the second card that's letting you know this is important, significant information and significant energy that can explain why things are happening. So for 2023, the prominent energy was the chariot, and the chariot has to do with momentum and movement and continuing progressing forward. I don't know how anyone else felt, but 2023 in general felt very fast, very speedy, not necessarily rushed, but definitely there was very few stop signs and red lights between January 1st and December 31st. For me, it certainly was a shock every time a holiday came around. Yeah, like it's here already. Uh, What happened to the rest of the year? Exactly. (laughs) My wife, Sam, and I looked at each other in the middle of December and she said, it's two weeks till Christmas. (laughs) And I said, well, I guess we better go get everyone's gifts. Yeah. It was just go, 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 rush, 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 get there, get there, get there. And there was no slow lane this year. No, there wasn't one. It's like everything that happened happened very, very fast. And I'm saying this year as if it's still this year. I am that traumatized by the speed of which 2023 happened. Uh Uh-huh. It's just very, very strange. So... For instance, my wife and I have a cat. We've had a cat before. Unfortunately, our first kitty cat passed away in 2020. And you may be able to hear him running around. So there's uh, if there's ancillary sound, (laughs) 
our current kitty has the zoomies. But we looked at each other in the beginning of August and we're like, I think I think it, I might be ready maybe to get another cat, possibly. Two weeks later, we have a cat. <laughs> Two weeks later, Sam's cousin calls her and says, hey, people in my complex left their cat in the parking lot when they moved. We already have four animals. Do you want to come get this cat? And we were like, oh, well, I, I guess we do. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Riker because he sits down wrong, and <laughs> the Star Trek fans will understand that reference. So that first card, that prominent, overt, obvious energy, is really letting you know right from the get-go what is the year going to be like. Mm -hmm. That second card that you're calculating is the shadow energy. It's things that are happening. It's happening whether you notice it or not. And it might become more obvious the further into the year you go. So around July, August, September, you might have started noticing that the second card, that shadow card energy was becoming more and more prominent in its energetic resonation with the year. Mm -hmm. But the tower has been present all year, uh, was present all year round for 2023. Mm -hmm. I think all of us really did start to feel it though around July because global events started ramping up and pushing forward because that second card the tower and global politics what is happening you know in israel palestine right now regardless of where you stand on that impactful thing plus all of the other stuff that's been going on yeah there's definitely been a large amount of foundational fallout Yes. Things that we thought we knew and were literally using as the base of our knowledge of the world started to crumble. Yep. And thankfully, we were in a seven-year, which meant that we were in a chariot that could duck and dodge anything that was coming at our heads if we were aware and observant of our situations and our environment. But that doesn't mean that things didn't happen, that things didn't fall down off of that tower, that boulders were weren't coming down out of the sky with lightning bolts and fire in right. every which way. And unfortunately for a lot of places around the world, Palestine and Israel being one of them, it was all too literal. There was still a problem in, I think it's Niger, that has its own war happening. And we still have problems with Ukraine and Russia war that we haven't resolved and would have preferred not to have happened whatsoever, like all of them. Yeah, the Congo is another place in Africa that's in turmoil right now mm -hmm. and has been. Mm -hmm. Whether or not they would have happened in another year, it's just that it happening during this year shook the literal foundations of reality. Right. For instance, those of us who stand with Palestine are boycotting Starbucks. And Starbucks has been an institution in this country for decades. It was the fancy liberal coffee shop when I was growing up in the 90s. And now it actually stands to lose a lot of money and revenue and have to start closing stores down, not only because it's refusing to allow its employees to unionize, but also because of its support of the genocide in Palestine and people are boycotting and it's working. 
Mm-hmm. Starbucks may have the rug completely pulled out from underneath it. Now, I'm not telling anyone how to think. This is my thought process and an example of how things could be changing. But we could have no more Starbucks <laughs> by the end of next year. Yeah, it's quite possible that a lot of things will no longer, if not exist, exist in the way that they did before. Exactly. This is going into 2024 energy. But another foundational thing that was being restructured in 2023 was copyright laws. Not necessarily that they were revamping them or adding years to it, but certain conglomerates were allowing certain copyrights to actually finally fall out without renewal. Mm -hmm. And so we see that, for instance, one of the Mickey Mouse cartoons is now in public domain. Steamboat Willie, I think. Yeah, that's one. Steamboat Willie is now a public domain cartoon. As a librarian, I can tell you this straight off the bat. Something like Mickey Mouse, even if it's Steamboat Mickey Mouse and only Steamboat Mickey Mouse, falling into public domain is not a small foundational shift. It's a large shift. It's a Mm -hmm. large change. And the fact that Walt Disney Company chose not to fight to keep that in its copyright sphere of influence during 2023, because that's the last time they could have done it, shows that there is a foundational shift happening that even larger companies are not fighting against. Uh There's a lot of fight and pushback for the way things used to be and going back to pre-quarantine, pre-COVID ways. Personally, I don't see it working that way. You have a very different dynamic in the employees and in the workforce than what was apparent and obvious and actually working for you beforehand. But this particular shift does show some kind of understanding that there are changes that are foundational, that they rather lean into than fight against. Right. Another copyright discussion that has been happening is there is a law being put into place that you cannot copyright AI-generated art or fiction or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. it has to be a certain percentage on it. I don't know the particulars, but it has to be a certain percentage of your intellectual property originally generated from you before you can copyright it. So if it's AI, you can't copyright it. And if you publish a book on Amazon KDP that was completely AI-generated, people can take all of that material and do whatever they like with it. So it's this really powerful deterrent for people to not do that until we get to the point where we understand what the rules around AI should actually be. Yeah, these are some really good examples of how that shadow card becomes more and more apparent and in your face as the year progresses, especially after the halfway point. Right. Yeah, things really seem to pick up from July forward. So if if you're ever doing your own year energy reading tarot for yourself at any point in time in the future, or would like to see what 2030 is going to look like so you can make a plan for, I don't know, a big event, what is the global energy of that particular year? What's interesting about this year is that there are two different major arcana designs that you might resonate with, depending, and no judgment. The one that I prefer and use is that the Major Arcana 8th card is the Strength card. Uh But in some designs, the 8th card is actually the Justice card. I do not resonate with that. So I cannot read 2024, the 8th year, as Justice year. 
it's not resonating as truly authentic to the year for me. And I'm in the same boat. The tarot that I read has a strength card as the eighth card. So I was reading this year as strength being the main idea. And then if you look down through and see which major arcana adds up to eight, it's one seven, which is the star. Yeah, that's how I'm reading it as mm -hmm. well. So if you are a tower reader and you prefer the decks designed with the justice card in the eighth card position, I honestly don't know how to help you <laughs> read this particular year's energy because it doesn't resonate for either myself or Megan as this year's energy. But still, it's still valid. It's still authentic. And you probably will, will be able to, to see the themes that go with the justice card hopefully and if you are a tarot reader who that resonates with the justice card being number eight please feel free to find us on social media and add your meaning to it find us on spotify and add your take on things we're an egalitarian podcast and we love to hear other people's ideas yeah very much so so this year being strength and the star is a huge sigh of relief because prior to this 2023 was the chariot and the tower 2022 the second half of the year was characterized by the devil card in 2020 the second half of the year was characterized by death both literally and figuratively and it it's just it's been a cluster <laughs> It's been hard. So double digit cards are very significant cards, but they definitely have more challenge to them. And once you get past 10, <laughs> once you get to 10 and past 10, you know that each and every single card is going to be slightly more challenging than the last. Right. The devil card and the devil card usually depicts some sort of struggle that doesn't actually need to be a struggle at all. Yeah. Two people pulling a chest of treasure in two opposite directions instead of working together to pull the treasure out of the dungeon and split it. The Shadowscape Tarot, which is what I use, depicts the devil perched on one hoof on top of this very precarious compilation of stones. And there's a person right below him sort of in a fetal position within a cavern inside the stones. And they have their head down and they're shackled to the stones. But if they would look up, the key is right above their head. And then the devil is so precariously balanced that you wouldn't need to to put very much pressure on that foot to simply push him over. Mm -hmm. All you need yeah. to do is look up. Yeah, and in the traditional Rider Waite Smith deck, it's two people loosely chained to a throne in which a large traditional devil is seated, kind of gleefully gloating. But if you look around at the card, it's just people can get out of those chains and they can get out of those collars very, very easily. Mm -hmm. There's nothing stopping them but themselves from not trying mm -hmm. or not seeing, not looking, not observing that their surroundings are things they can get out of. The, the situation is something they can get out of with a minimal amount of effort even if there's going to be some kind of... Right, exactly. So in 2022, what did we have? We had two juxtaposing forces. Now there's gradients in both of them, but we had juxtaposing forces, people who were ready to move forward with a new society that was coming out of the pandemic, people who were ready to enact change.
change. More people than ever were ready to enact change. And people who were trying to yank people back into the offices, back into the way things have always been. And that struggle has not ended, but... (laughs) (laughs) It definitely has not. That's a particular struggle that's probably going to continue as we try to find what new normal is while others are trying to go back to quote unquote normal. Right. Megan and I have mentioned this before, but we're both pretty introverted people. So as an introvert, the old normal was very toxic and unsupportive of our basic needs. Mm -hmm. So during quarantine and pandemic times, it was actually very supportive of basic needs for a lot of introverts. Maybe not all, but for a lot of them. Mm -hmm. I don't know very many introverts who are willing to give up that new positive health to roll back into someone else's normal. No, and it can be very, very detrimental to your health to try to do so. One of the reasons... So I, at the beginning of this year, I had a job. Currently, I don't have a full-time job. And one of the reasons that I don't, I actually left that job in June, right before the tower came in full force. One of the reasons that I don't have that job any longer is because they were moving toward making everyone come into the office and Mm -hmm. working specific hours. For me, that was not going to work. I had a much more difficult time doing a good job at my job in the office. And I had a much more difficult time being present with my wife and my friends and wanting to do anything outside of work because I was so exhausted from having to process extra sensory input all day. I'm not only introverted, I'm also autistic. Mm -hmm. So being able to control my environment is extremely important for my mental and physical health and not being able to do that simply wasn't sustainable for me. I have a nine to five, more or less, that I work at every Monday through Friday. During pandemic times, it was a lot more up because everyone was finally remote. I guess this this shouldn't come as too much of a surprise considering our content and hopefully you guys getting to know me. I'm very good at reading the writing on the wall. (laughs) And I tend to read that writing on the wall long before the events happen. So I was hired back in like 2015. And for the first couple of years, I was more or less okay with going into the office. It wasn't a problem for me. I did get sick monthly because I had a commute. And unfortunately, at that period of time, that's all you you thought about it. Well, it's just part of the process. In order to get into the office to work, to do my job, I need to commute. And the commuting part is a sardine can on wheels. Mm -hmm. Maybe around 2018, 2019, I started to push for remote, but being able to work from home a couple of times a week in order to pull back from getting sick so often. I mean, I was sick so often that I didn't have enough sick days most of the time. And that obviously is a problem. My health is suffering and I know what it's from. It is from the commute into the office. Right. The commute was always dragging me into an unhealthy situation from one sickness to one migraine to the next. So I started pushing back and literally a week, maybe two before quarantine, I had finally succeeded in getting people to start remote testing people in order to start the process to allow people to work from home once or twice a week if they needed to because of not being able to get in because of the commute. So you kind of helped them put into place something that they would need for everybody for over a year. Yes. 
now after quarantine, especially after 2022, when everyone was trying to push everyone back into the office, I had to fight back because again, I was sick monthly when I was commuting. Uh During quarantine and COVID times, I wasn't sick. Right. So I got almost 100% better health-wise work from home. I can't see myself going backwards and being like, yeah, I'll compromise my health once a month for working in the office. I'm down for that. Right. And I know that a lot of companies are pushing people to go back in the office, but I feel like there's a greater majority that are just saying, you know what, this this works, we're going to stop paying rent on this building and we're going to sell this building and save a ton of money. So the company my wife works for, I used to work there as well. When we both first started working there in 2011 and 2013, working from home like it was at Shannon's place of work was not a thing. The CEO didn't like it and so it was frowned upon. I was able to just because I lived so far away from my place of work at that time, but not all the time, only when the weather was bad. Fast forward to 2022 when things are allowed to open back up and people are simply saying, you know, I don't want to come back in. (laughs) (laughs) it's not necessary. And you can do that at this company that my wife works for. Mm -hmm. It's a fairly egalitarian place to work, at least it is now. So they said, okay, well, we have all this space. We have this huge campus with these two big buildings that we refurbished just for our people. What are we going to do with them? And the second building, they decided that they were going to pull as many of service offices, offices that actually give the services that the company provides. So we're going to stack the second building with service offices offices so that there can be more collaboration with support offices. So it's actually really beneficial Mm -hmm. in a business sense. That's what we're talking about in terms of the chariot. You got to dodge, you got to weave, you got to turn with the turns and watch out for the rubble and just see what is encapsulated within the tower as it crumbles apart. Yeah. So many people fear the tower card because it has these really scary images on it. But think about every single princess story you've ever heard. Where is she prisoner? (laughs) She's imprisoned in a tower every time. It can be dangerous having rubble falling from the sky. It can be scary to hear and see something like that happening. But what is going to literally come out of that tower once it's it's completely cracked open. Yeah. And it's very rarely something that is not beneficial for the future. And that's one of the reasons that the star follows the tower. Yeah. And this company is a perfect example, whether they knew it or not, they were not fighting the juxtaposition of energies that emerged in 2022 with the undercurrent of the devil card. And in 2023, when the foundations were changing, they were in that chariot being able to be poised to turn into new opportunities that were presenting themselves, new potentials, instead of getting stuck behind old ways of doing things that were falling down from the sky and cracking open at the ground. And now in 2022, they could be poised for greater potential, greater success, and greater opportunity because they don't have as much to clean up from the foundational rubble that was tower year in order to move forward. Very star energy in that ability to have done all the work from 2022, 2023, moving into 2024 with that optimism, with that inspiration and innovation already set in their future. They don't have to work as hard at it as other 
others might have to. So after you've cracked open that tower, then you've got star energy and you've got the strength energy. So you've got this renewed strength where you're looking around going, okay, that was wild. (laughs) What do we do next? And that's the energy that we're going into 2024 with. So everyone Mm -hmm. should breathe like a big sigh of relief because it's not to say that nothing bad is going to happen this year, but for the most part, this year is going to be for rebuilding and renewing and starting to create that society that we can see little tidbits of at this point. Mm-hmm. So small summary, strength card energy is energy that is about compassion, empathy, kindness, courage, and inner strength to stand in who and what you believe in without backing down or compromising on your principles. Not necessarily dominating everyone else's points of view, but definitely standing here saying, hey, this is my square. I understand that you may not want to stand on the square, that I like standing on the square, but here is my square. Where's yours? Exactly. And after the wild ride that has been the last couple of years, being able to get out of the chariot and be like, okay, I just need to take a breather to be compassionate for myself and to be kind to myself in order to be kind and compassionate to others. So I'm going to stand here and enjoy the view for a little while before moving on. Right. Is insanely important. It's only going to increase your inner strength and your inner resolve in order to get to whatever end goal you want to make of what has happened. Right. And it's not as though that this is the only year that we're going to get a minute. This is the observational year where we look around and the next couple of years are also going to have more celestial energy around them. They're going to be more about that higher mind and higher consciousness. So we've come through that focus on the physical and looking down and looking at how much do I have versus how much everybody else has. And now we're moving into the celestial energy where there's enough for everybody. How do we make sure that everyone has what they need? That sort of thing. Has the access especially to getting what they need. Absolutely. Because we have enough of all the resources that we need. Now it's just access points that need to be created in order for the people to get what they need. Right. How do we move into equity and from equity? How do we move into justice? So if you are looking to see what this energy specifically means for you for the year, now is a really good time to get out your tarot cards and figure it out. So you've got 2024, strength and the star as the overarching energies for the year. If you want to plot out your year and do a yearly reading, you can shuffle your deck as you normally would and then lay out 12 cards. It's as simple as that. Lay out 12 cards and each card represents a month. Mm -hmm. Each of those cards will be ruled by the greater energy of the year. So you have to read them through that lens, but each card will dictate, okay, this is what I need to focus on, or this is what I may be experiencing through the month. If you really want to get granular with it, if you feel like it, you can do a weekly reading where you do an additional 52 cards or an additional 52 Oracle cards, or you could do crystals or whatever you like. Mm -hmm. I do a yearly reading on New Year's Day every year. And this year, January's Tower card energy is, for me, strength. (laughs) 
these past couple of months since July, basically on a personal level, it's been overwhelming and overstimulating. It's been too fast for me to really decompress. So January is really going to be about giving myself that inner strength and compassion and empathy and kindness to do just that, to be able to sit down and say, okay, well, I haven't seen this friend or that cousin in over half a year, if not longer, mm -hmm. and I need to check in with them. So let me do that. And let me do that while I'm painting my nails black. Uh -huh. Or I just need to be surrounded by water and I don't want to have to deal with anything else but water. And giving myself the permission to take a hot shower or bath and just be in the water. Uh -huh. Sometimes giving yourself permission to just be present in what you're doing is really hard because the world is so fast and we're being bombarded by information all the time. So it's really easy to fall into the habit of, oh, I'm going to take a relaxing bath and I'm, during my bath, I'm going to plan out the rest of my day. No. <laughs> Yeah, the multitasking pyramid scheme. <laughs> so for me, this year, strength year, starting with a strength month, is definitely more about giving myself permission to be kind and compassionate and empathetic to myself in order to be able to be that way with others. Because if I'm not that way with myself, and if I am energetically drained and overstimulated or overwhelmed, there is no way I'm pouring that tea from an empty or emptying teapot. Right. And you're not going to be able to. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And please never use spiritual tools in general as modes of self-flagellation or self-harm. That's not what they're there for. From shadow work to plotting out your year, be, be gentle with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Like Shannon just said, the strength card for her means that she needs to have the strength to give herself that time to decompress. The strength card is not about stuffing it down and <laughs> just dealing with what you have to deal with. That's not what strength is. Strength is unpacking all the stuff that you've stu mm -hmm. had stuffed down because you didn't have time to look at it. Strength is letting yourself cry because something made you sad or overwhelmed or frustrated and letting yourself cry without feeling guilty that you're crying. Yes, exactly. It's self-acknowledgement, self-actualization without feeling self-conscious of what others may think. It's knowing what you need and, and allowing yourself to have that thing. So the 12 card reading is a very simple method for clotting out your year. The way that you calculate numerology and tarot for your birth date is you take the day and month of your birth plus the current year and you add those digits together to get a two-digit number, and then you add those two digits together to get a single-digit number. So you have the two-digit major arcana as your main energy and the single digit as your shadow energy. So my birthday is in October, October 28th, and this year my two energy cards are the Hermit card and the Moon card. There are 21 numbered major arcana that will come up. And if you happen to add up your birth year and it's over 21, and the next time you add it down and it gets to a single digit, you, you apply the, the single digit as your main energy card, and then you go and find the the double digit major arcana that is your shadow card by trying to figure out what two numbers add up to your single digit. So. My main card is the moon card. My secondary card, my shadow card, is the hermit card. Just in case someone ends up with 22 and go, well, I don't, there is no 22 numbered card. There is the fool, but he's at zero. Uh-huh. 
this year is going to be great for my overstimulated, overwhelmed, uh, ADHD introverted self, but very <laughs> difficult for me to do anything about because I live in a multi-generational household. It's going to be a lot of me setting boundaries and then locking myself away in a dark, cold and soundproof room in some way, shape or form, even if I have to make it soundproof. I'm still available to help you make that happen, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Hermit is a energy card that, like the word implies, is a solitary individual who is introspective and contemplative of their, their self. Their inner world is more dynamic than their external world at that period of time. And so they go into situations or environments that allows them to not be overwhelmed or overstimulated by that external world, but find peace while they are internally digesting or analyzing or developing something else, some spiritual or emotional, mental, astral, magical, inner aspect or trait that they are concentrating on, delving deeper into. The hermit will also exit that calming, solitary environment for brief moments to pass on information or knowledge to those that are present to see the hermit exit for that short period of time while it's gathering resources before going back into its calming, <laughs> solitary environment. The Hermit card also has mentor energy. It's just that it's a mentor that is not going to be holding your hand. It's a mentor that comes out and goes, yeah, you did that math problem wrong. Um, the answer is actually N equals 52. How you're going to find out how to do that, it's not my problem. I'm just letting you know you got it wrong. I'm going to go back into my forest now. Bye. Right. And then the moon card is a card of, of intuition and magic and connecting with the receptive, magnetic, feminine energies of the world and of the self. Mm -hmm. But it's all a card that can create illusions. And if you're not careful, if you're not observant, create shadow enemies for you to get spooked by. It's a double edge. Just like the moon has many phases, so too does the moon card. And depending on where you are at is what the moon card will present to you. I'm going to obviously be working on intuition and watching out that I'm not paranoid. Right. In relation to this new year, I'm still in my first half of my tarot year. So I'm still working with the prominent energy while engaging with the new 2024 strength energy. So it really is about me doing what's right for me to strengthen and empower myself without having to worry about anyone else huh? at all. There are obviously going to be people and animals that I love and I want to take care of. But if I am not good, there's no way to take care of them. So I have to find the strength and the boundaries to step back and say, I, this is too much. I can't do this. The principle of putting on your own oxygen mask first. Yes. So in your case, obviously you have triple influences right now. You've got the triple influence of the double strength, basically, from your monthly reading and then from the overall year. And mm -hmm. then you've got the overarching energy from the first card in your reading as well. Yes. It's almost like a three-card reading. Yeah. Or another way to look at it would be to look at your birthday reading through the lens of the annual reading. So for me, 
I would look at my birthday reading through the lens of both 2023 and 2024, especially the last half of 2023, because my birthday is in November. So you can start with the biggest, which is the overall year, because that's global. That's Mm -hmm. through the whole year. And then take your birthday reading and say, okay, how do these two things interact? Because for me and Shannon, we're looking at 2023 and 2024 energy in terms of our birthday. So... (laughs) How is that good tower energy affecting us in the beginning of our our new birth year? And what is that going to roll into? How do these cards jive together when you take into account the 2024 energy? So then mm-hmm. from there, I would say the more granular one would be to look at your month. So I would go from a top down. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you go from a bottom up, that's fine. But just try not to get too confused. If you only want to do one of these, that's also completely okay. (laughs) (laughs) Shannon is a very smart and advanced tarot reader. She helps me with these every single year. I know how to read tarot, but I'm not as advanced as she is. So she helps me (laughs) figure my stuff out every year. And I personally also don't do a 12-month reading for myself. Mm -hmm. So for me, my birthday cards are the Hierophant and Temperance. My birthday is November 5th, so that would be 1 plus 1 plus 5 plus 2 plus 2 plus 3. And that added up to those two cards. If you'd like to do the math, feel free. (laughs) So I will be focusing a lot more on my spiritual life and balancing spirituality with the mundane. That can be really, really difficult for me because for most of my childhood and the first part of my adult life, spirituality was something secondary that you did on Sundays and then you proselyze ties to people in your spare time. <laughs> I was raised the evangelical Christian. <laughs> but then once I broke out of the evangelical Christian church and started down my pagan path, not having that structure made it really difficult for me to understand how to perform magic how to live my spirituality, how to experience my spirituality. So that is something that I have been learning since I was maybe 22 or 23 and will continue to learn for the rest of my life. But this particular year, there's going to be a very big emphasis on really diving deeper into that spiritual realm, really working with my deities much more closely than I have been and just focusing on that rather than focusing more on things like a full-time job, which I will need to have at some point, but it's not going to be something that's going to take over my life. And for the first time in my life, I feel like that's okay, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we're taught that your full-time work should be your entire life. And in the United States, at least we're taught that. And that's not something that's ever jived with me. It's not something that's ever resonated with me. And this is the year that I make that become a reality, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. That's all we have on our topic for today. Thank you so much for listening in, and we hope you'll join us again soon. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest for more witchy wisdom, both here and on our blog. And you can also check out our original art on Society6 for sacred decor and more. Thanks again for joining us. Go make some magic and live your best life. Bye!